city like Long Beach. I've moved around my entire life. I've lived tons of different places. Long Beach is the only place I've ever wanted to stay, and that's really felt like a home. Hey, Drinking Buddies. Welcome to the sixth episode of The Drinking Buddy Show. I'm your host, Frank Rogers, and in this episode, I'll be chatting with Long Beach foodie Cassidy Liston, learning how she became a guide for local company Beach City Food Tours, and getting her thoughts on her first snack release, Layu Sembe. Be sure to subscribe to our show and share it with a buddy. Let's get started. Cassidy Liston has bumped around since she was a kid, and with each move, her food experience and knowledge have grown. I sat down with her to find out more about Beach City Food Tours, the only company of its kind in Long Beach, California. Founded by the late food and LBC enthusiast Layla Ali Ahmad, Cassidy hopes to continue Layla's legacy of supporting the small restaurants and businesses that make Long Beach great. I'm actually from a really small town in Illinois. I was born in Champaign-Urbana. So what's it like growing up there? You spend a lot of time uh, wandering through people's backyards into the forest. You grow up with a lot of cuts from running through the corn because Illinois (laughs) is mostly corn. corn. Yeah. (laughs) That sounds like idyllic for a kid, though. You're not inside. You're not staring at a screen. Oh, yeah, it was great. Yeah. The like barn at the back of my parent, my grandparents' house was like the place to be. They had all yeah. these like duck figurines from duck hunting and all this stuff. It was, oh, really? That's cool. Yeah, I had to, I totally enjoyed it. Yeah. It's kind of a culture shock now living in a big city, but. Yeah, for sure. Kind of, yeah. <laughs> so did you enjoy it all the way through high school or were you like in high school thinking I want to get out of here? I went to high school in Arizona. Which part? Um, Which it's city? very hot there. Yes, uh, I went to high school in Chandler, Arizona. Chandler. Which is Shout out. So boring. <laughs> <laughs> so did you come to Long Beach then for college? I actually moved here after college. I went to college in New York City. I went to film school in New York. Wow. Um, then I moved out here uh, with one of my classmates who became one of my best friends. We moved out here together about seven years ago. So you yeah. did film school in New York City. Yep. Decided to go to LA to pursue the dream or did you want to do something else? I came out here mostly for film. I mean, your options are kind of New York, Chicago, or LA. And I'm from Illinois and it's cold there. Right. And when I lived in New York, uh, we had snowmageddon, we had hurricanes. (laughs) And I was like, you know what I think? Yeah, this city's trying to kill me. So I'm going (laughs) to just head on out. Cassidy expanded her palate with each city she moved to. We chatted about her passion for food as it grew in each dining scene. So I've always loved food since I was a kid. I grew up with five brothers. Wow. Um, well, are the, where are you in that, that order? Fluctuating. Uh, I'm right in the middle. So my okay. family was a foster family. So okay. I have three biological brothers, an adopted brother, and I had a multitude of foster siblings growing up. So for me, if you like something and you wanted seconds of it, you better be really passionate about it and you finish it and you get your seconds right away. So food has always kind of been the thing that brought everyone together. My family was really big on having a family dinner every night at the dinner table. You know, we never ate in front of the TV. So I, from a very young age, learned that like food was the most communal thing you could do moving all over the place, you kind of learn that culturally that's 
also the case. You know, most people, they associate their food with their culture and what they grew up with. So living in New York, you kind of get this whole other concept of food than you do living in Illinois, especially rural Illinois. And then you get a very different concept living in Arizona. And then, of course, in L.A., like you cannot find good Mexican food in New York. At least when I lived there, you couldn't find yeah. good Mexican food in New York to like save your life. I remember I somebody took me out now. for a burrito. Yeah. Somebody took me out for a burrito thinking, oh, I know she loves Mexican food. I'm going to take her to this place. She's going to love it. Their signature dish was a buffalo chicken, as in like spicy buffalo chicken burrito. What? I was like, I'm sure it's delicious, but this is not Mexican food. This is no. white people food wrapped into a tortilla. That's not yeah. the same thing. I used to be a really picky eater growing up, and that had to change really quickly when you move into bigger cities because you don't want to be that person who doesn't want to go out for Cambodian food because you're not sure what it's going to entail. You want to be that person sure. who says, heck yeah, let's do it. <laughs> so you move into Long Beach. And at that point, you're trying to do film. Are you thinking about working in food at all at that point? Or what gets you into the idea of having a food business? So I always loved food, like I said, but I was kind of thought more as like a hobby. You know, you cook. I, I knew I didn't want to be like a chef or work in a restaurant because the hours are just insane. People who do that are saints. They really work so hard and they take the time and they do it right. But it's really difficult to work in a restaurant. Um, so for me, that just never really felt like a possibility, no matter how much I love food. But I was working in the film industry. I still do work in the film industry, mostly in commercials. But it's not as fulfilling to me as doing something you love. And for someone who really loves food, when I kind of stumbled across the opportunity to work in food tours, I was like, oh, this is it. Like, this is the thing I wish was my full-time job. And I will sacrifice my time, maybe even making a little bit more money to be able to invest myself into doing this. Because for me, it always felt worth it. Especially mm -hmm. in a city like Long Beach, I've moved around my entire life. I've lived tons of different places. Long Beach is the only place I've ever wanted to stay. And that's really felt like a home because the community here is so strong and so intense. And even through this coronavirus situation and everything that's going on, that's like really being proven. And so I definitely don't regret investing myself into this city and its food scene, you know. Beach City Food Tours is the legacy of another Long Beach transplant with a passion for the food and people of the city she came to love. So Layla yeah. was the one who originally started it. She was an engineer mm. and her both of her parents are engineers. Her husband was an engineer and wow. she absolutely hated being an engineer. <laughs> she had been on a few food tours. She went on one in New Orleans for her bachelorette party. And then she went on one for her honeymoon, actually, over in Europe. Mm. And on the way back, she kind of had this idea in her head, like, how have I never seen anything like this where I live, which is Long Beach? Yeah. And she's thinking, you know, our food seems so amazing. I would love to take a food tour in Long Beach. And she's looking it up on the plane ride back. And it didn't exist. And Business idea. Exactly. So that's kind of like a light bulb moment of, okay. Here it is. That thing that I've been trying to search for is here. And she started Beach City Food Tours. 
And originally she just ran the Instagram and did all the tours herself. And then about a year in, I had always been a fan of her and her Instagram and everything she was doing. Like I said, I love Long Beach and I think that it doesn't get like the proper positive reputation that it deserves. So I was always a big fan of her advocating for Long Beach. And so she actually posted on Instagram and was like, I'm doing this, these food tours and they're getting really popular and I think I need some help. And I immediately replied to it and was like, hey, whatever you need, I'm in. Like, I've done all sorts of food stuff. I absolutely love food. I love to cook. I love history because that's also another thing that's kind of included in the tours. I love history. I'm willing to learn whatever you need me to learn. And I'm willing to help in any way I can. And she messaged back, you know, all right, let's meet up. That's when she started working basically full time on the expansion of the business. This is her passion. And you could really feel that. And so she hired on me and Lisa, who's also an amazing foodie in Long Mm. Beach. And we both started giving the tours and doing events and doing larger and larger events and foodie things and promoting local businesses. And I mean, it kind of just took off from there. So who are your first food partners? So we have George's, which is a Greek restaurant downtown. But everyone who works there is so great. George, may he rest in peace, was an amazing man. He was so fun and dedicated to his craft. They were immediately interested Chris Pajasic, who does Pier 76. He also does Mm. the Harbor, which is on Pine in Long Beach. And then Michael's, of course, with Chef Giuseppe. I don't know if you've had the pleasure of spending time with him, but he is a character. That man knows how to cook. But he also was like very supportive of the idea. He is from Italy. So the idea of like community support is just in his blood. And then also we do Rainbow Juices, Recreational Coffee. And then the Pilar. And then our most recent, Lori Gray, has her own fantastic story. If you ever want to talk to someone who later in life kind of figured out, hey, life's too short. I need to start my own business. Lori Gray, the way she did it was amazing. And then Amatoli is our newest addition. But really, like the support we got, especially from Michael's, was fantastic. And to this day, they are some of our biggest supporters. So about how many people go on these tours? So we have anywhere from one, which I've had some single person tours, it's very interesting, to 16. But if we have a larger group, we'll do it. So we actually had a group recently that was about 200 people. They did a private tour that we got on buses and we took around to different restaurants and, you know, cultural places down in South Bay and Long Beach. So we can really kind of figure it out no matter what. Our classic tour, like I said, is from one to 15 people or 16, depending. And that starts at 11 a.m. almost every day. You and Lisa right now are the guides, right? Yeah. Yeah. And then Layla, obviously, if you go to Instagram, you see that unfortunately she passed in April. So Layla passed away. She had stage four breast cancer for a couple of years. Actually, when I met her, so she was diagnosed with cancer for the first time about six years ago. And when I met her, she was already diagnosed with cancer. She went into remission several times. Unfortunately, this last time it was in her brain, which is the hardest type to fight. To her very last days, basically, we were constantly discussing the business, discussing Long Beach. Her two things that she was most passionate about were food and the city that she lived in, which is Long Beach. And 
she loved it here. She was from Southern California. She was actually from Orange County. And that's where her mom and dad still live. And her sister lives in Long Beach now. But she really found a home here. She had kind of moved around. She lived in Slow. She lived in Orange County. She lived in different cities in LA. And when she found Long Beach, she found like, okay, it was almost like Goldilocks, right? Mm-hmm. Like, oh, this is too this or this is too that. Oh, this is just right. Like that's kind of how Long Beach feels. I think for a lot of people who end up here and staying here is, oh, this has all the things that I like about other places. And then also some of the most amazing, intelligent, committed, communal people you'll ever meet. And the amount of support that she got and that we've gotten since all this stuff has happened and since she's been open about her diagnosis and all that has been breathtaking. It really solidifies the way that I know I feel and I'm pretty sure she felt about this city that the people here really care about each other and are willing to take care of each other when they need to. So what do you plan to do with the business once things start opening up? Did she have something she wanted as her legacy? That's in her family's hands. And as Mm. far as I know, they're really interested in keeping it going because obviously this was, I mean, this is a part of Layla. Like some people have buildings, they have kids, they have, you know, who knows what that they pour their life into. This business is what Layla really put herself into. And I know I'm willing to do whatever to make sure it keeps going. Luckily, I'd been working with her and um, Lisa had been working with her before she passed to kind of get an understanding of how to keep the business running. So we kind of have the logistics down for right now. And I know that that's the goal is to keep it going. Obviously, this coronavirus, it's kind of a blessing and a, and a curse in the way of it gives you some time to figure things out. There's no immediate pressure to keep things rolling. But also this curse of, okay, well, now there's this pause where we might have to refigure things out and when to open up and kind of this more complicated situation that wasn't there beforehand. But like I said, I mean, I think everyone is intent on keeping it rolling and this is Layla. This is what we have left of her and she's worth it. (laughs) If any person is worth the thing I would say most about her, she was very honest. She took pride in that and that's what made her a good business person. And that's what made her a good friend. Her love of the city and of the food scene. So honest and so real is she was such an honest person. So you knew if she said she liked a restaurant, it was good, you know, Nice. (laughs) her critique meant something because of that. So, wasn't just a sponsored post. <laughs> exactly. Oh, she didn't like something. She wouldn't post it. She wouldn't talk about it. She wouldn't put it on the tour. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's good because so, in the long yeah. run, I'm sure that would bite you anyway. Yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. If you're known for putting bad food out there, no, yeah. people don't like that. <laughs> it's pretty easy to understand why in Yelp there's so many five-star reviews is because something like that. You vet the restaurants, you vet the people, and obviously you have a personal relationship with the restaurants that you're going to. You know the chef, you know the owner. It's not just like whoever paid you the most money. One of the things that people like when they come on the tours is they almost feel like they're getting that local experience. Like when we walk in behind the kitchen, the chef is yelling out, oh, hey, how are you? Oh, yeah, come take this table over here. It's almost like that fun experience, like, oh, you get to walk in through the back door and you don't have to wait. Your food is like ready for you. It's right there. It's that personalized experience that really only comes from a small business working with other small businesses. That's really the only way you can get that connection. A lot of people who come on our tour, it's because it's their birthday, it's their anniversary, it's their vacation. They want to feel special. They want to feel VIP, but 
not everyone has the opportunity to have a name drop that they can send or not everyone has that. And so I think a food tour should feel like a VIP experience and you get to experience that city like you're a VIP local. I asked Cassidy about how she worked through the COVID-19 epidemic and the challenges presented by the stay-at-home order. I actually just came from a tasting at Bronx, which is a restaurant in Bellflower. Super delicious. They're releasing their Mexican food menu. They're adding a bunch of tacos and burritos. I had a chicken burrito that was amazing. And And it wasn't buffalo chicken, right? It wasn't buffalo chicken. I, that's the thing, right? You don't even have to go to a Mexican restaurant in Southern California to get good Mexican food. You right. can just go to like a burger place and they'll have right. a good one. I'm really hopeful that restaurants that are treating their customers right and giving good food, that they're going to stay busy. And I've seen it firsthand. I mean, one of my favorite restaurants, Amatoli, every time I walk past or I go in, I've been ordering from there as much as I can. They're busy. They're doing a ton of takeout. Same with Fourth Horseman, which is my favorite pizza place. It really warms my heart to see like the local outreach for these places in Long Beach. I'm just hoping I can support that in any way I can. I've obviously been trying to post on my Instagram as much as possible. I'm furloughed like a lot of people are right now, not working a ton. Uh, Everything's a little bit different right now. So I've been trying to make sure, you know, that I can spend that extra time that maybe I didn't have a couple extra minutes to do that special kind of post or edit that photo the right way or make sure I tagged all the right people or whatever. And as dumb as it seems, that's the type of stuff that your local economy needs right now is just to have people supporting other people and go to those restaurants that are struggling to stay open and making sure that they're paying their wait staff. You know, those local places, they need it more than that chain that's down the street that might be a little bit easier. But if you can take the time and the money, I think it makes sense to support local. After seeing all of the amazing posts on Cassidy's Instagram, yesplease.food, I knew I had to have her try out our latest snack release, Layu Sembe. I was very happy that you agreed to try out our latest snack that we just released, Ryu Sembe. Tell us how you liked it. I'd never even heard of this snack before. When I first saw it, it looked like a cookie. So I assumed it was going to be something sweet, which isn't necessarily my wheelhouse. I'm not a big sweet tooth person. Mm -hmm. So when I took a bite, I was so pleasantly surprised that it kind of had this salty and then spicy flavor to it. Texture is really nice. It's not like you would imagine like a rice cake to be. It felt like almost like a thick chip. It's like a really crispy, crunchy texture. And then the flavor was really dynamic. It tasted great. I was having it with a hard kombucha that was like a kind of floral flavor. And it really balanced that out. And I was eating it. And then I was drinking. And of course, I had a couple more drinks. And uh, I found myself just going back to it and back to it and back to it. (laughs) Because you need that, you know, that salty really spicy like I don't want to say spicy but it definitely no, has a just bite a little to spice. it like at the end I could give this to someone who's maybe a little bit less seasoned right. in the spice world as me and they would like it and be like "Ooh, yeah and it would make you take a couple more sips and then hey you'd want that a bite <laughs> exactly yeah I think yeah I was really impressed awesome well I'm very glad to hear that and I thought it was cool that you paired it with hard kombucha I hadn't even thought of that one. You know, most of the time, uh, anybody I've given to, it's with beer. I've had one or two with wine, but kombucha is yeah. a nice one, I think, because it's a little fizzy and just the sweetness oh, and the yeah. fruit flavors. It's a nice well, combination. 
hard kombucha. I know it sounds like so LA, right? Like, oh, hard kombucha. <laughs> but it's so yeah. dynamic. Yeah. Oh, my God. It's, yeah, like, it's like so, so refreshing. Yeah. My gut health or whatever. My gut health. Yeah. <laughs> Probiotic gut health, everybody. Yeah. Cassidy's gut, um, amazing. My gut is killing it right now. <laughs> um, <laughs> I think it has a really complex flavor. I'm a big fan of wine, but it gives me a headache. And I love beer, but I drink too much of it. I've had a million IPAs. I've had a million Pilsners. I've tried every stout. Why not try something that has kind of a different, interesting twist without being that hard cocktail where you have one or two cocktails and you're a little bit, woo, you can have yeah. a couple more of these kombuchas they're at 4% or whatever. Right. And, it's like you a know, wine drink cooler. them more casually. Yeah. Exactly. You can drink them more casually like a light beer or a wine cooler or something like that without that heavy sugar or that heavy feeling. I'm a right. big fan. By the way, have you ever gone on a cocktail tour? If not, you might want to check this out. The cocktail tour is our newest tour. You get about four full-size cocktails on the tour, as well as three food pairings. So it's pretty fun. Yeah, sign me up for that. Let me know as soon as you're on that. (laughs) Get a lot of cool cocktail history, which depending on which cocktail it is, people are more or less interested in. (laughs) Absolutely. Well, and I mean, they're probably very interested in the cocktail itself. So you can tell them whatever you want and they'll listen to it. That's true. Yeah. Once they have the cocktail in their hand, they're the best listeners in the world. (laughs) Absolutely. I think you found the secret. You can follow Beach City Food Tours at Beach City Food on Instagram and on Twitter. You can follow me specifically at Yes Please Food. Coming up on the Drinking Buddies show, I'll be chatting with Brendan McGowan, professional brewer and entrepreneur. We'll talk about his journey from a sheltered youth in Rancho Palos Verdes to becoming an experienced brewer facing the challenges opening a business in Long Beach in 2020. Thanks for listening to the Drinking Buddies show. I hope you enjoyed it. Be sure to subscribe and share with your buddies. Check out our latest artisanal snack offerings at www.thedrinkingbuddyshop.com and connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Take care and drink well.